This is Brother John Metter, and I greet you in the precious name of Jesus, and I pray everyone is doing well. We're glad to have you on the broadcast with us today, and I feel a, a great excitement and stirring in my spirit, and I feel like this is a year of God's people to come forward in power and authority and dominion over their lives, over circumstance, and over situations. And it's time for God's people to believe that God is coming in and restoring His people back to a moving and a working of a Book of Acts church. That was the church that was founded in the beginning, and there's where God is taking His people back to, uh, putting them back on the foundation, back on the mighty deliverance move with the Holy Ghost. So I want to read some scriptures to you. Uh, go ahead and get started in the Word today. And it is from Joel, the second chapter in the 25th, and I'm going through the 31st verse. This is what God spoke by the prophet Joel uh, many thousands of years ago, which is many parts of Joel are still yet to come to pass. Uh, verse 25, and he said, I will restore to you the years that the locust has eaten, the canker worm, the caterpillar, and the palmer worm, my great army, which I sent among you, and ye shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God that had dealt wondrously with you and my people shall never be ashamed. And ye shall know that I am in the midst of Israel and that in the Lord your God and none else and my people shall never be ashamed. Verse 28, And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions, and also upon the servants and headmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. And then you go to Acts, the third chapter, and I'm going to read the 19th through the 21st verse. Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord and he shall send Jesus Christ which before was preached unto you, whom the heavens must receive until the times of the restitution of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. And then in Matthew twenty four fourteen, And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached unto all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. So what I want to talk to you today uh, about is that God is bringing, and it's already started, He's bringing in a restoration. He's bringing in a working of the Spirit that is bringing in the government for the church. You know, in the day of Pentecost, the book of Acts, God sent a working of His Spirit that set up government for the church. And that government included administrations according to 1 Corinthians 12 uh, in verse 4 through the end of the chapter when Paul explained the workings of the gifts. Uh, and then in Ephesians uh, 
4, starting with about verse 8 or 9, he talked about the gifts that God gave unto men, which were apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Well, these are what I refer to as ministry gifts. But in 1 Corinthians 12, beginning at verse 4 through the end of the chapter, uh, a lot of what Paul talked about was the working of the spiritual gifts. And into the end of the chapter, he got into the ministry gifts, where he talked about that uh, in verse 12 and 28, for God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after this miracles, gifts of healing, helps, governments, and diversities of tongues. And this is what the Lord told me that he poured out on the day of Pentecost. He put all of these gifts, spiritual gifts, and ministry gifts. This was not the church as far as the lay body members that God poured out the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. It was the government. God first set up the government of the church, and then he He turned and saved those 3,000 that were repented and baptized when Peter preached on the day of Pentecost because they had to have government to lead them. So we have got to have government. We have got to have a restoration of these five ministries that God brought in. We've got to have a restoration of these offices and these holy men of God like Paul and Peter and Elijah and Elisha. We've got to have leadership. There's too many things that are out of order, too many things that are uh, being preached by the doctrines of man and been set up by the hierarchy of man, but there is a hierarchy in the church. Paul referenced it in the scriptures. There's a government in the church, and they're at Jerusalem. Uh, you know, when Paul was preaching, there came up questions about how he was coming against circumcision and different things in Acts 15. So everybody came to Jerusalem where the apostles and the elders were, and they discussed this, took it to prayer, and they prayer and fasting. There was a word of the Lord came and a decision was made, and that's how the government of the church should work. we got too many people out here that have pastored churches. They've started churches on their own. There's no government over them. There's no leadership over them. They preach whatever doctrine they, they feel in their spirit is right, but I believe God is setting things in order, mainly because what he said in Joel 2.25 he said, and I will restore to you the years. And what the Lord showed me, if you go back and read the first uh, part of Joel, the Lord dealt with the locust. He dealt with the canker worm. He dealt with the caterpillar. He dealt with the palmer worm. And the Lord began to deal with me. He said, when I poured out my spirit on the day of Pentecost, immediately there were forces and powers of men and doctrines and traditions begin to oppose the very working of the Spirit of God. And all down through the generations, you have the uh, canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm and the locust. The Lord said that is what has devoured up and changed and eat up the very power and the deliverance and the doctrine of the first church that I formed at Pentecost. Well, this church is coming back, the doctrine is coming back. The truth of God's Word being preached is coming back. The spiritual government is coming back. God has already set this in motion. He has already set it in order. 
and you will begin to see step on the scene these five, what we call the fivefold ministry, and you will see holy apostles and prophets like uh, Paul and Peter and James and John. You will see great men of God that walk in the authority of the apostleship and and set and teach doctrine and are the founders of the church like they were in the book of Acts. Everywhere Paul went and Peter went and those holy apostles went, they founded churches. They built it uh, according to what Paul said in Ephesians 2 and 20, for we are built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. And that founded the church. The church was founded on the teachings of Jesus Christ, not on man, not on the doctrines of man, not on the traditions of man, but it was founded uh, on the doctrine of Jesus Christ that we might grow up and become a habitation of God uh, for his spirit to live in us. God made man to live in. I said, God made man to live in, and that's what he wants to do. He wants to live in man. And that is where God is trying to take us back to that place where he can one more time dwell in man because when you read the Word of God in uh, Isaiah 66, the Lord said, Heaven is my throne, earth is my throne footstool where is the building that you will build for me or where is the place of my rest god did not make man to be separated from his presence and driven out of his presence god made man as that tabernacle and that body that he would inhabit and work through it was man that disobeyed god it was man that uh cause God to separate himself from him, and it is man that is now going to be reconciled and restored back to God. So we are moving into a time, and this thing is already on the move, and you are going to see these holy men, you're going to see these holy ministries restored, you're going to see men of faith and compassion and mercy pastoring churches. You're going to see evangelists go forth like Philip with great fire, great working of the Spirit, great deliverance in their lives, and they're going to have revivals like at Samaria because God is putting this thing back in His divine order. And in Ephesians 2 and 20, it said, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ Himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye are also builded together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. All the building is being framed by the Word of God. It is being framed by these holy epistles, by what God laid the foundation of in the book of Acts and then brought forth in the New Testament church to make himself a body that he can inhabit. We are coming to that place that God one more time needs a body to inhabit. And this is not going to be one man. The body of Christ is being brought together all over the world. 
and uh, for God's people to come together, there's got to be a unity. There's got to be a coming together in one mind, one heart, one spirit, that we have the same mind, the same judgment, and speak the same thing by the Spirit of God for God's people and God's body to grow and come forward. It was way back in 1984, and that's been a long, long time, uh, 35 35 years ago, I, I guess now, but I, I remember it well because I knew at the time, and I was telling somebody the other day, I said, God has showed me so many things at the time he showed them to me that I did not understand uh, what he was showing me. But I can remember well in 1984, I was preaching some home prayer meetings. And I believe at this time, I was preaching in a lady's home right there just out of uh, Buford, uh, Georgia. I think it was a little community called Rest Haven. And we were meeting in her home. She lived in a mobile home. And she had uh, come to some of my tent meetings uh, there in Rest Haven. I think it was 80 and 81. And had some great tent meetings there. And she opened her home for a home prayer meeting, Bible study. And I was going in there maybe once every week or once every two weeks. I can't remember now, but I remember it was 1984. I'd been fasting and seeking the Lord. And uh, I was at my mother-in-law's house, and she lives on a big lake, and the uh, back part of her house is is just glass and glass doors that looks out over that lake. And uh, I was sitting there, and I knew I had to preach that night, so I had uh, gotten me a cup of hot tea uh, to drink, maybe give myself a little bit of strength to minister that night. And as I sat there and looked out over that lake, the whole scene I was looking at changed and God took me into an open vision at that time and I saw the uh, Ezekiel 37 unfold before my eyes and I saw just a valley of nothing but bones after bone after bone and uh, they were they were dry it was just like Ezekiel 37 unfolded and I watched as these bones rose up in the air and they came together. And it wasn't just a bone going to a bone or a, a, a hip bone going to a thigh bone. Or, you know, it was that bone that it came from found the bone where it belonged. So if there was a, a shoulder bone that belonged to an elbow and whatever all the names of these bones are, uh, the ankle bone that belonged to the foot bone that it came from. It found, these bones found where they had come from and everything was joined together back in its rightful place. And I watched all this. I watched the flesh. I watched the sinew. I watched the skin. I watched all this come together. And I was, I was watching this and this Great army stood there with no breath in its body. The voice of the Lord spoke to me, and he said, Knowest thou what thou hast seen? And I said, No, Lord, unless you tell me. This is what God spoke to me in 1984. I was very young in the ministry, had no knowledge of what God was doing, what he was pulling together. But uh, 35 years ago, 
the Lord spoke into my spirit and said, you have seen the body of Christ coming together. I had no idea. I told somebody the other day, I said, I, I was young in the Lord, and I said, there's an old saying that says you can be dumber than dirt. And I just felt, you know, as I uh, God told me that, I repeated the vision, I told it, I didn't know what it meant for the body of Christ to come together because I didn't know at that time how doctrine and tradition had divided man, how people were so scattered in their teaching, how they were so there was so much division and so much infighting in the body of Christ, and it's still that way today. But you mark my words. There is a coming together of the body of Christ, the true seed of God that's out there, wherever it is. It is coming together, and people are going to come together by the Spirit of God. That's why God spoke in Joel 2.25, and he said, I will restore to you the years, everything, that all these doctrines and traditions and, and, and everything that man has preached that's wrong, that was preached out of zeal, preached out of uh, natural knowledge, was not the mind and the will of God. God is tearing it down. He told me years ago, he said, before I can build a people, I've got to first pluck up, pull down, and destroy. And that's what God has been doing all these years. He's been moving in people's souls and hearts and minds and just a little here and a little there. He is bringing out the truth of his spirit, the power of the revealing of his word. And this is why all these doctrines and traditions got to be rooted up, plucked up, pulled down, and destroyed because they have divided man. Denomination is divider. There should be no division in the doctrine of Christ. There should be no division in the body of Christ. I will say it and say it and say it. Paul talked about it in 1 Corinthians, and he said you should have the same judgment, the same mind, and speak the same thing. If we are children of God and we have received the indwelling of the resurrected Christ through the coming in of the Holy Ghost, then there should be no division. Christ is not divided, and that was Paul's whole purpose of that message in 1 Corinthians. He said, is Christ divided? Christ is not divided. There should be no division in the doctrine of Christ, but it's happened because of men's doctrines, men's teachings, and it will be torn down in the spirit of the true and the living God is going to bring people's hearts back together in one mind for one accord. In, in Acts 3, there was a great move of God going on in Acts 3. But in verse 19, you look what Peter began to preach there. In verse 19, he said, Repent ye therefore and be converted. That word, well, repent means to turn from. Converted means to change that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come 
from the presence of the Lord. That refreshing that Peter talked about here, and that restoration that uh, that uh, Joel had prophesied are one and the same. And he said, when the times are the years of refreshing, this ain't going to happen just in a heartbeat. This ain't going to happen like it did on the day of Pentecost. You may have outpourings, but this is something that's going to come in and begin to take its abode in man because God is not going to do another day of Pentecost. He may pour out his spirit corporately. He may pour it out individually, but God's already done Pentecost. That was the former reign. Now he's moving us forward to the latter reign, and it will happen different. It will not be like. You may have some instances of some corporate outpourings. You may even have some instances where the witness of the flame of fire, but God is not uh, doing another Pentecost. He's moved beyond that, and he's taken us into the depth of his word, into the depth of the working of his spirit. And there is a government being given back that is going to lead the body of Christ. I don't know how God's going to do it. I don't know what he's going to do. But he told us in 3 and 19, Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the times are the years of refreshing or restoration shall come from the presence of the Lord, and he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you, whom the heavens must receive. And here's why I'm saying what I'm saying. Until the times or the years of the restitution and the restoration of all things which God has spoken by the mouths of holy, his holy prophets since the world began. Jesus is not getting ready to come. Jesus is not getting ready to come. We are now entering in to years of the restoration of the Spirit of God being poured out in the earth. We are now entering in to years of restoring, according to Joel 2.25, according to Acts 3 and verse 21 or uh, 20, And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you, whom the heavens must receive until the times of the restitution, the years of restoration. What did Joel say? And I will restore to you the years, Peter said in verse 21, whom the heavens must receive until the times of the restitution, the years of restoring. They tie together. And and what Joel said, there's coming a restoration. There's coming a restoring of what God done on the day of Pentecost in the government, in the power, in the authority, in the dominion. The Lord is not going to let man mess this up, but these holy apostles and prophets are going forth in the authority and the power of His Spirit, and it will be, you read all through the Old Testament, there was times when the Spirit of God just went out. And it gathered people's hearts together. It gathered people's spirits together. And it made them of one heart and one mind, one spirit. And I'm telling you, it's going to happen again in the world we live in. There will be a going forth and there is a breaking forth of the Spirit of God that is breaking forth in the earth now. Even as I speak, there is an outpouring. There is a going forth of the Spirit of God that is beginning to deal 
with the hearts of men. And there are times throughout the scriptures you can see, I think it was after Saul was anointed king. And I don't remember what chapter in First Samuel it was, but Saul had been anointed king and something happened and Saul blew a trumpet. And I think it says something to the effect of all Israel was gathered unto him. Let me see if I can find it while I go on and, and, and talk about what God is doing. And Saul blew that trumpet. And when he did, it gathered. It was the Spirit of God that uh, went out with that hand of that trumpet. And uh, I think it's in, uh, I see it here in 1 Samuel 13 and 3. Uh, I don't know uh, all that uh, Saul done, but all I know is it says in 1 Samuel 13 and 3, And Jonathan, his son, smote the garrison of the Philistines that was in Geba, or Geba, and the Philistines heard of it. And Saul blew the trumpet throughout the land, saying, Let the Hebrews hear. And all Israel heard say that Saul had smitten the garrison of the Philistines and that Israel was also had an abomination with the Philistines and the people were called together after Saul to Gilgal. So when Saul blew that trumpet, Israel had been in bondage to the Philistines for many, many, many years. And when Saul blew that trumpet, it's like the Spirit of the Lord went forth and began to draw people together in one mind, in one accord. They brought them together. Uh, and it says, When the men of Israel saw that they were in a strait, for the people were distressed, then the people did hide themselves in caves and in thickets and in rock and high places and in pits. And some of the Hebrews went over Jordan to the land of Gad and Gilead as for Saul. He was yet in Gilgal, and all the people followed him trembling. So it's like God's people have been scattered. They've been brought into division. They've been, uh, they've been doing the best they can. We've been worshiping here, worshiping there. There's been all this division among God's people, but I'm telling you, we are moving into a restoration of the working and the Spirit of God. We are moving into this time of restoring. And I, I felt so alive in my spirit this morning. God woke me up at about 3 o'clock this morning and began to put this word in my spirit uh, to stir up the hearts of God's people. Those of you that's been fighting, you've been warned, you've been holding on, don't you dare give up. Don't you dare uh, walk away. Don't you dare back away. Don't you dare let the devil cause you to give in because this is the day we've been waiting on. This is the day that the Lord is working in our spirits and He is bringing forth this great moving of the Holy Ghost. He's bringing forth this great uh, outpouring of God's Spirit that is coming in now to bring hope and strength and wisdom and knowledge and understanding to God's people. So be ye strong and of a good courage. You know, after Moses died, and uh, I've told you about that vision. I saw how Moses died. And in the first chapter of Joshua, the Lord spoke to Joshua and said, Moses, my servant is dead. 
But this is Brother Metter, and I see that our time is about gone. Uh, and I, I want to go ahead and encourage you to write to us, send us in your prayer request. Uh, you can write to us at uh, World Revivals. That's W-O-R-L-D-R-E-V-I-V-A-L-S. The address is P.O. Box 1618, Conyers, that's C-O-N-Y-E-R-S, Georgia, 30012. I encourage you to write us, send us your prayer requests. Let us know what God is doing in your life, what you need us to pray for. And I greatly appreciate every one of you that are praying for this broadcast, that are standing with us in a great working of the Spirit. We have already been in revival four or five days since the beginning of the year, and I know this is a great time for God's people. Please be in prayer for us. We are seeking for God to order our steps and direct our paths this year more than ever before because I know there is a working and an unction of the Holy Ghost that's coming forth in people's minds and lives. So pray for us. We're praying for you. Come visit us at the church. We have service every Sunday morning at 11 a.m., 90 Garland Drive, L.A.J., Georgia, and we will be with you again next week at this same time. May God bless you until then.